and we're live. Uh, Atlanta Basketball Podcast, episode number 42. I don't know how we made it this far, but I, I kind of thought... Halfway to halfway to 84. That's right. Last time I said 82, and now it's 84. I mean, we're getting... Next one will be 86. I mean, we're flying. We um, are moving. You know, I thought of this a couple hours ago with my intro. I was going to say somebody should sponsor us, so I'm just going to say it now. You want to sponsor us? I mean, we are we are big time. So that's right. If you want to really make some serious cash, you can sponsor the podcast. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to get that out of the way. Um, nice plug. I like it. This is another episode where I rem- I remember the game for the most part, but I didn't know the score until I looked at the paper. I forgot about the score. Um, they won by eight, right? So yeah, that's what I said. And that's what you said. We both had the margin spot on just yeah. the points were off. And it was another game really where they came out horribly. I mean, Flat. so sloppy, so sloppy. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, I guess they were off how many days, seven days. Yeah. Whole week. Yeah. So now it's going to be four days Northwestern, then a quick turnaround. You get two days off before the Sunday game against Maryland. So now is the time where the schedule really starts to get going, assuming that they play the games and there's no cancellations. The Big Ten's had no issues other than the Penn State-Wisconsin game, which wasn't which is, a positive test. I think it yeah, was like a, It was still kind of weird what happened there. They really didn't say it was positive or it was – technically they did it out of precaution. So I don't – whatever yeah. that means. I don't know anymore. I just hope that that never happens in Illinois. And if it does, I mean, they've made the schedule to where they're flexible enough to uh, figure it out. So in this episode, we have a lot of stuff. And we're going to talk about the Purdue game, preview the Northwestern game. We got the net rankings, which since I don't really have a college basketball podcast, I can complain about them here and all that stuff. There you go. So we'll go around the Big Ten. Plus, uh, a little spoiler here. I'm not going to say what it is, but a massive massive college basketball stars entered the transfer portal. So we'll talk about that at the very end. And uh, maybe he'll come to Illinois. I don't we'll know if out. I know what you're talking about. So I'm well, excited to hear about it. Don't look it up because it came out like one I'm minute not, ago. And I'm not. I, I have sources, you know the thing. Um, True. Final score, 66-58. Illinois beats Purdue. Third time in a row. Did they beat Purdue the year before? Like third time in a row because since they've been good, you remember all the games. When they were bad, I forgot all the games. But – yeah, I don't have any idea. And uh, Illinois wins 66-58. <laughs> you said 86-78. I said 77-69. So technically, yeah. I was closer with, first of all, we both had the eight margin, and I had the score lower than you. So I win. Correct. Okay. We we came out right where Vegas came out. I think I think Vegas actually started at eight and a half. It moved all the way to seven and a half. So uh, depending on where you got Illinois, they might have covered for you, but probably not. So, um but yeah, just not a not a high scoring game. So I, you know, this is kind of the what we are seeing. Illinois either scores a bunch or, you know, they grind one out. But uh, player of the game for me is going to be Curbelo. Um, it, it would have been Kofi, but Kofi went zero for six from the free throw line. You don't deserve to be player of the game when mm-hmm. you go zero for six from the free throw line. So, uh, but Curbelo four of eight, uh, eight points, six assists. Uh, I think he's leading Big Ten during Big Ten play with like 6.6 assists per game. And he had another nice steal, a nice little read uh, pass and took it down. And uh, I think uh, Curbelo called it a soft dunk is, is what he classified it as. Um, nice little layup, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
Uh, he did have three turnovers. Uh, one was a double dribble, um, which I, I really didn't have a good angle on it, so I don't really know. Curbelo seemed upset about it. Um, and then another one was when Illinois is running the weave again, just like he did uh, the game before, and he tried to cut through two defenders. So um, I do like him doing that, but apparently he hasn't figured out exactly how to do it. Um, but we've said it every week, I think now, um, that or every episode, since these are not weekly episodes anymore because we're pumping out content for you guys. But, right. uh, but, uh, I mean, the, the game's just different when Curbelo's in. Um, and so I guess the question is the question that all of Twitter hashtag Illini is asking is, should Curbelo start? Um, no. and, and I've been, a, I've been one of the pushers of, you know, him starting, but, uh, Curbelo actually, after the game in the interview, uh, they were talking to him and he said that he actually likes coming off the bench. Um, he likes to see, you know, what's going on in the game, where he can help the team and what he needs to do to come in and, uh, and help out. But, uh, you, you can't deny the facts. Uh, Illinois was plus 26 when Curbelo was on the court, uh, with Miller on the court minus two. And I think Frazier was like zero, but I, Frazier, I, Frazier, I I'll, I'll give him that because Frazier played great defense this game. But, uh, and, and when you look at it, Curbelo's still playing 28 minutes, Miller's playing 20. So he's still getting his minutes regardless. You, you know, who's going to be on the court when the game matters. Um, and it, it's definitely going to be Curbelo. So. I think the um, reason that Underwood is still playing Miller and starting him is because he likes his defensive improvements his yeah his defense and has Miller improved. had a pretty good game in this one I mean compared yep. to what we've seen and really the only seen, big yeah. 10 game that they lost was a game where Curbelo was in foul trouble right the Rutgers game he had four yeah. fouls and they scored 88 points lost the game by three I think you play that game 10 times the way it was Illinois would probably win it five times out of 10 sure. because they scored sure. a lot of points and the referees were you know not doing the referees were their yeah. job <laughs> and i just realized again that once again on the youtube stream that i keep forgetting to turn my mic on so that's good so the podcast the episode will be able to hear me but the youtube stream will not until now so great job by me not noticing well now you turned your mic on and you're lagging so it's all good six minutes is it is it good <laughs> yeah you're good i mean god this is not i tell good. you what you need to upgrade your equipment if we're gonna keep this going and you're asking for sponsorships I think that's true. Um, am I <laughs> lagging right now? You're good right now. We'll yeah. find out. Okay. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's the second time that I forgot to turn my mic on on the YouTube stream. So that's an issue. That's probably why we need a producer, but uh, whatever. Um, player of the game for me, you were wondering if I was going to be original, and I am. Demonte Williams, player of the game. Good. Great defense, made plays, one steal, one block, 12 points, three threes, 10 rebounds. Now, he did have a couple threes. One of them was a rare bad take. I Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and it was more – it wasn't the type where he's open, it's in a catch and shoot. He actually kind of – I didn't like that. Forced but, it a little yeah, bit. I yeah, can, I did notice that. Um, I can excuse that, um, but – I didn't go Kofi also because of the free throw issues. Absolutely. Um, 0 for 6. That's bad. That's actually as bad as it gets. Uh, the free throws were just horrendous in this game. If Illinois shot better from the line in this game, they probably win it by 20. Absolutely. Or at least 15. 
you you can't i mean the fact that they what, what was what were their uh, final numbers from the free throw line like nine for nine 10. of 22 yeah you so. if you can go nine nine for 22 from the line and beat a middle tier Big Ten team by eight. I mean, I think you take it. I think really you take any Big Ten win. And everyone sure. looked at their first ten games in the Big Ten schedule. They're like, oh my god, they're going to go ten and zero. Pump the brakes, but I think four and one is a good start to that. If they finish seven and three or eight and two in the first ten games, I'd take that. Nobody thought Northwestern was going to be a challenge or at least a team to, you know, challenge you. I know they've been struggling and. Northwestern's running into a buzzsaw playing Iowa, then Michigan, now this Illinois team. So uh, the first 10 yeah. Big Ten games are harder than people thought originally because they didn't think Northwestern would be as good. But, yeah. And we, I still don't know how good Northwestern is. I mean, well, you look they're at not, – They're not as you good. Know, they beat mediocre Michigan State. And who else did they beat? Indiana. I mean, Indiana. And Ohio and State. I mean, that's Ohio really – it's State, actually so. good. I mean – those two yeah, and Ohio State hasn't really proven they're great. Yeah, yet, so I mean, the only team – In the middle tier, I guess. The only team in the Big Ten that hasn't lost a game is Michigan, but you look at their wins, it's like, you know, who did they – like Maryland, Nebraska, Penn State, Northwestern. I think those are their four wins. Yeah. They're a good team, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think people probably underrated Michigan coming into the season – um, yeah, Michigan's got a really easy schedule. I saw today yeah. that, that they don't go to Iowa, Illinois, or Rutgers this year. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, they should have the easiest path to to be ahead of the Big Ten. But so, but uh, yeah, back to the game. Um, I was sick. We were supposed to do our watch party, so um, I watched this game laying in bed, not feeling very well. Um, so I didn't take any notes. So all the people that hate me uh, breaking down the game, like play-by-play play, uh you're welcome <laughs> um so we basically I, I got like you know my thoughts on the, every player and then you know some t- keys to the game that i thought so uh but frazier uh took the first shot uh, for the team missed it took it another three missed it um and i just talked about the plus minus uh frazier uh illinois was zero with frazier in but uh, Frazier kept shooting, and I thought his D against Stefanovic was very good. Um, he did lose him early in the game, and uh, Stefanovic hit it uh, open three. And then to start the second half, uh, you know, Painter ran a play for him. And and as we seem to see a lot is, is the other team has a heck of a lot better plan in the second half than Illinois does. But uh, – <laughs> But, uh, I, again, Frazier played really well. Uh, he was three of six. I think, or, no, Stefanovic was three of six. Uh, so, only held Stefanovic to nine points, which I'll take. Uh, Frazier was one of four from three. Um, so, he's still getting shots up. He's not hitting them as we would like. But, uh, but still a good game from him overall, I think, um, regardless of that plus-minus number. So, um Hawkins uh Georgie and Curbelo the first three in which was was new um usually Grandison's in there uh or nobody I don't <laughs> uh but uh Underwood did keep Io out on the court this time so he didn't take out Io and Kofi uh as soon as uh he brought in his first subs he which is good listen to the pod yeah I, I mean obviously that's why Hawkins got some some quality minutes in the game um 
but uh they they were talking apparently underwood in the zoom interview because that's how they have all their interviews before the games uh said that hawkins had his best practice ever and said that he was going to get some early time um so i so maybe this is just underwood like we we've always kind of questioning but like unless you have a good practice you don't get to play i don't understand that that thought process but uh um you know we kind of saw it last year you know when you know tevion would have a good practice and you know he'd get some minutes and then he would sit for four games um hawkins hasn't played in three games hasn't even touched the court i think he played for 30 seconds in that penn state game or something with no time left but um I, I thought he played well, uh, came in and uh, and uh, got a nice offensive rebound early, gave a little nice little dish to Io down low. Um, I think Io made it and then missed the and one because that's what Illinois does. Um, but he went 2-2 from the field, made a three, had two rebounds. Um, and, and, you know, I was just looking at this, you know, like Illinois' eight guys deep. Like we talked about Illinois' depth all preseason, you know, how deep this team's going to be. And uh, the, the eighth guy off the bench is playing five minutes. Um, I, we don't know what's going on with Bosman Verdonk. Uh, Hutcherson, I get, I, I assume he's out for the year and nobody's really talking about him. And then Grandison just doesn't get any time because I'm guessing that he didn't play hard enough in practice or whatever. <laughs> so, so really Illinois is playing a seven man rotation. It seems like with, you know, another guy coming in for, you know, three, four minutes or whatever it is. So definitely not as deep as, as we thought starting off the season. I guarantee Grandison gets minutes against Northwestern. Yeah. He'll probably come off the bench first by himself or something. You're facing a lineup that has six, seven, six, nine, six, ten. I think that means that you'll see, you'll see, yeah, you'll see all of them. Yeah. Grandison will get minutes because just more time. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Georgie came off in that or came in with those guys. Uh, Georgie had 13 minutes, didn't really do anything impressive, didn't do anything terrible except for missing his three, um, you know, dropped down to 75% on the season. So not real happy about that, but he took a three. It was not pretty. Um, he, he, uh, I think he had, Three rebounds. How many rebounds he had? Uh, Doesn't matter. <laughs> two, two rebounds. Yeah, that's a, well. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is is he didn't really do much. Um, and, and when he was in, uh, Edie with his size, uh, height, I guess, not size, and Williams just kind of ate him up. Um, Georgie really couldn't do anything against those guys. Um, but I guess he's given Kofi the rest that he needs. So. You know, that's that's all we want from Georgie, some some positive minutes without doing anything too dumb. So but um I thought Io, you know, he, he was there the first half, carried the team basically through the first half, it seemed like. Uh five of ten from the field with twelve points, ten the half. He ended up five of thirteen from the field with twelve points. So uh basically non existent in the second half, really. Um it, he seemed to to pass up some shots. He did take one. They probably should have passed up, um, missed both his threes. Uh, and, and it just, it just wasn't very IO like, but I think that's good for this team. 
Um, they had four guys scoring double digits. They didn't need IO to score 30 um, and they still got a win. So, uh, you, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's okay. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't know how many times this is that we've had four guys in, in double digits. I want to say it's only like the second or third. Well, I mean, counting those early season games. I don't yeah, know. I feel like Duke, sure. Duke, they were probably close to that. Yeah. They yeah, might have had three but, in that game. Yeah. Um, Underwood, after the game, said that, quote, I, I was pleased to see some balanced scoring on our part. It's always good to see that, particularly in conference games. So uh, he also was happy that, you know, we have more guys scoring. Um, one of those guys that got the double digits was Miller. Uh, like you said, his defense is definitely better. Um, his his shooting is still iffy, I would say, at best. Um, he was two of six. All his shots were from three. Um, had ten points, four or seven from the free throw line, which which kind of makes me more upset than two of six from three, honestly. Like, you're supposed to be the shooter, and you go four or seven from the line. Kind of disappointing. But uh, he didn't – he didn't – he wasn't terrible – um, he was, he was better than he has been in a lot of games and Illinois is going to need him going forward to make, you know, two or three threes, um, and play solid defense and just kind of not do things that hurt the team. He still takes some questionable shots. Um, kind of how you were talking about DeMonte where he, he took one questionable shot. I think Miller took like three <laughs> probably, but that's what he does. I mean, a shooter's going to shoot, you know, what, the, what do they say? So. Um, but you know, it, it was a good game. It wasn't a great game, um, but it was good enough. So, uh, Kofi, like we said before, um, you know, would have been my player of the game, but free throw shooting was abysmal. Um, but he's seven to nine from the field, 14 points, 10 rebounds, another double, double, I believe it's like his 19th of his career. So, um, and he had one of the best moves I've ever seen from Kofi in this game. Uh, caught the ball down low, uh, took two, two little dribbles um, across the lane and just had a nice little touch baby hook, um, which you haven't seen from Kofi a lot. Uh, usually when he's moving and dribbling, uh, it's not ending up well. And he looked very smooth. Um, and, and his defense was really good against uh, Trevion Williams. They kept talking about how Trevion Williams had this date circled and Trevion Williams was going to get his. And like, that's all that I swear that's all the announcers talked about. Um, but, you know, I, I felt like Kofi didn't completely shut him down. But I mean, Trevion went seven to 14. Uh, Kofi had two blocks on him, I believe. So uh, definitely played good enough defense against him and, uh, and was pretty dominant on the offensive end when he got the ball um, in big 10 play. Uh, Kofi is now fourth in scoring in, in the big 10 uh, 20.4 points, which is behind Harper who has 25 Garza who has 24 and Io who has 20.8. So Kofi's really showing up uh, in these, you know, opening big 10 games, which is nice to see. Um, and then uh, last guy, DeMonte, your player of the game. Um, he just keeps being the best shooter on the team. I mean, that's what he does. Uh, you know, he uh, had his second double-double of his career, which was also his second double-double of the season. So um, I put in here, 
is he more than just a glue guy? Can we stop calling him a glue guy? I mean, he's pretty much the guy <laughs> when Io and Kofi aren't doing anything. I mean, he's the third guy on the team right now. He's not just the glue guy, but um, yeah. I, and then uh, after the game, they asked him about his shooting and stuff. And, and this, this just seems like the most DeMonte thing ever. Um, he said, quote, I take my shots in practice and before the game. And when I get it, when, and when I get the chance, I take them in the game and I try to knock them in. All so, right. you know, he was, uh, he was very good. Um, and when Io wasn't being a hard rocking dude in this game, you yep. know, DeMonte stepped up and did what he had to do. So, um, so that, that's kind of my breakdown of, of the players, what I thought. Um, and then, uh, just a little bit more about the game, uh, you know, the the big, you know, talking points, I guess. We already talked about free throws and how bad that was. The other one was this game was a game of runs. Um, Illinois went on like a little 10-0 run before half, uh, made it 20, 20 or 33 to 20, and then Purdue hits a fadeaway three to get it within 10. And then uh, Illinois comes out and just, craps the bed to put it politely uh and purdue goes on a 19-0 run takes a lead um and it was just it was not good uh but uh curbello uh i i feel like he can help that you know when teams go on runs like that curbello being able to just toss one up to kofi to get a bucket when we need to um is, is really good to have he had uh three or four alley-oops to Kofi, I think. Um, and Underwood said about Curbelo, you know, we love to watch him play and, and uh, you know, we, we like to see what he does. We think that he gets a little too crazy. But Underwood said that, uh, quote, you should see him in practice. It's pretty cool. Passes between the defender's legs. He does it all. On the court during the game, he is finding his balance. So I think he's talking about, you know, he doesn't need to do that stuff during the game or try to do too much. Um, but he's out there probing things and figuring it out, which I think is really good. Um, and, you know, the defense got a little bit better, uh, you know, kind of kind of helped drive this win um, with Illinois. But I think Purdue, you know, they, they played a kind of a drop-down defense, um, kind of kept it inside. Uh, Illinois went 7 of 20 from 3, so they're getting up their 20, 23s. That's what, that's what I like to see, um, you know, make a few more of them. And uh, this this game is not close at all. And just don't let Purdue do – they can't let teams go on 19-0 runs. Um, that's that's not good. Um, but, again, we talked about uh, free throws already. Um, Illinois shot 40.9%. But uh, here's a stat for you Illini fans out there. Um, Illinois is 4-0 and in the last 10 years when shooting – 41% or worse from the free throw line. So <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> uh, you know, we won't take it. They, they definitely got to figure that out. Um, especially going into, you know, the, the heart of the big 10 season um, free throw shooting and then turnovers was the other big thing. Illinois is the worst in the big 10 averaging 14 a game. Um, so they need to figure that out or they're going to drop some games that they probably shouldn't. But overall, Good win. A win is a win is a win is a win in the Big Ten. So I'll take it. 
Well, the fact that they're four and one in the Big Ten, having the most turnovers per game is encouraging because I think that they can turn that around. And I think, you know, um, most of the turnovers aren't even really coming from Curbelo per game, right? Like, how many is he averaging? Two, maybe. I I mean, it's nothing. I mean, I think Io's probably leading the team in turnovers, honestly. Yeah, they still make a lot of stupid plays that I wish they wouldn't make. But imagine – Imagine going on a 19-0 run in the second half and losing the game. And losing, <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness that Illinois had a 10-point lead going into that second yeah. half. Or, I mean, it would have been bad. It was bad. It was hard to watch for that first five minutes or whatever yeah. it was in the second half. I think here's what happened. Um, I was starting to eat dinner during the second half when it started, and I had the game on, but the volume was off, so I really wasn't paying that much attention. And then when I you turned the volume up. back on <laughs> – yeah, they were losing, and then I turned yeah. the volume back on. Then they start to come back. So I think that's uh, kind of it's probably you. I shifted yeah. the momentum for everybody. So we I apologize that. for letting it get like that. But right when I got, if back, we were having our almost, watch party, you would have never sat down to eat your cheese pizza. You they know? probably would have been up about thirty in the middle of the second <laughs> half. Yeah, but uh, I did see the Illinois uh, four and one is their best start since like 2012, where they just collapsed. Yeah, and then uh, if they go for, if they beat North, they play Northwestern next. Yeah, if they beat Northwestern uh, and go five and one. That will be the best start since the. Let's get back to it. Two thousand five team. So they went. Uh, they were six and zero, oh, right? And then like twenty and zero, oh, and then like I, I don't know. I think they were. I think they started off. They five lost. And one, they lost their right? last. I thought they lost the only game that they lost was their was last the last. Big Dude, that sounds right. That's so they true. were like how many games did they play? Like eighteen. So they were seventeen and zero. Oh. Yeah, this team is not that team. So <laughs> it's definitely not that team. A little bit different now. Purdue is like one of the youngest teams in the Big Ten, right? Yes, they're gonna be good in a couple of years. They yeah, they are. They that Edie kid puts on. He's some gonna weight. be. He's problem. gonna be hard to stop. Seven four. I was gonna say. I was gonna say some nice touch. Losing Kofi, presumably after the season, is gonna hurt in Big Ten play. Yeah, they can get this transfer that I'm going to be talking about. Okay, well, you know what? They need to start sending videos of Curbelo tossing it up to Kofi because that's how you're going to get kids. Like, I mean, hey, look at this guy. Just lobs it up to you. Yeah. Um, Net rankings have arrived, and I really don't understand why they couldn't have done the net rankings in February. Like, like the fact that we have Colgate in the top 25 is a problem. You're telling me (laughs) Uh, when you said that, that was I'm like, what? You're telling me that Colgate is 94 spots better than Michigan State? Okay. I mean, I don't get it. You also got teams that have played like three games. Like, how many games has Colgate played? I don't think they played very many. It's it's I don't know. It's it's worse than last year. Right? You know, I'm not up on my Colgate. Uh, stats this year but yeah they uh they have played where the hell i can't even find them yeah but it's 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 bad it's you know and drake being 16th i mean drake is 13 and 0 and they've played zero opponents in the top two quads so another problem but uh, we'll get to more net rankings in a little bit illinois is fourth so they're great in that regard which doesn't surprise me because if you look at all the metrics illinois is a metric uh sweetheart i think is what they would say they are which they haven't been late uh, the last (laughs) few seasons right but uh yeah they're apparently very efficient which surprises me a little bit not really shooting uh the offensive efficiency being as good as it is doesn't surprise me the defense won a little bit 
Is it just scoring? Like, it doesn't factor in accounts that they turn the ball over 14 times a game? Yeah, I don't know. But if even if they do, I think their 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 percentage from the field in three is so good that it kind of probably yeah. helps or washes some of the turnovers off out. Sure. You going to say. Uh, national ranks, fourth in rebound margin, not surprising, uh, plus 13.4. Eighth in field goal percentage at 52.7. 11th and three-point percentage at 41.8 and 22nd in scoring 85.4. So, you know, 85.4, them averaging that just shows you how many points they were scoring Score. at the yeah, beginning of the Big Ten and then the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. So how many points did they score against Duke? 82 or whatever? I think so. Yeah, and then know. they scored 88 against Rutgers, 92 or whatever against Minnesota. They scored a million against the first three teams or the first 83 against Duke. Yeah. Well, last couple of games have pretty much been the exact same against teams in the state of Indiana. So Mm -hmm. you go over to the state of Illinois. Now you're playing an in-state rival. Let's get some scoring going. Cause I'll tell you right now, Northwestern, not great defensively. Not great. Um, So let's go now to the AP poll, which is meaningless. The AP poll is, uh, you know, mostly meaningless for the most part. I think the net rankings are more important, which sucks because they're so bad. Hopefully that gets adjusted. But Illinois moves up to number 12, fourth mm-hmm. team in the Big Ten, which surprises me a little bit. Iowa's fourth, or Iowa's fifth, Wisconsin is eighth, Michigan's tenth. Now, the AP poll is not something to look at in terms of ranking top teams in the conferences because I promise you right now, Illinois is better than Wisconsin and Michigan. I mean, Michigan's better than Wisconsin, too. I think. Um, so the only thing that Wisconsin really has going for them during this stretch is that they're so experienced that their av- the average age of their starting five is older than the average age of the current Chicago Bulls. So a lot of experience for Wisconsin. So that's all they got. And then, of course, <laughs> Illinois, one spot ahead of Missouri. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, like head-to-head matters in the AP people. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Illinois yeah. has three losses. Big deal. There's Nothing better than losses. salty Missouri fans, though. So. Yeah, Missouri, uh, didn't they almost lose to Bradley? I mean, that's worse than almost losing to Ohio, if we're being honest. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't know why Missouri fans are complaining. I mean, it's one spot, and their excuse was, number one, we beat them head-to-head. Number two, they have three <laughs> losses. That's not how it works. If it worked that way... Duke would not be in the top 25 anymore. Michigan State would not be in the top 25 anymore. I think they both are, right? I mean, I think they're both are in my you, top 25. Are you searching hashtag Mizzou these days? or how you, how No, I, I, saw, I saw a tweet from someone who covers Missouri that said, like, Missouri, Illinois, and St. Louis were, like, super high ranked, and that's when I saw Missouri fans bitching about it. Gotcha. So, good for them that they're worried about Illinois. That's, that's kind of funny. Um you know, they've beaten Illinois three times in a row now, right? Yet they're still concerned three. about being one spot behind them in a January associated press poll, which most of the people that do those polls are 85-year-old morons who don't watch the game. <laughs> so there right. you go. They, they saw, hey, this team won, this team lost. There we go. And head-to-head is the number one thing I guess we got to look at, huh? <laughs> Isn't Duke ahead of Michigan State? Michigan State beat Duke. What's up with that? That's all I got to say about that. Uh, let's preview the Thursday game. Illinois, Northwestern. Okay. In-state stuff. Northwestern was 18th or whatever last week, I think. Now they're unranked because they've lost two in a row. Uh, they got obliterated by Michigan 
and beat yeah. up by Iowa. So mm-hmm. uh, they're six and three. They're three and two in the Big Ten. And a week later, Illinois passes them with all the talk for me, too. Northwestern three and zero, top of the Big Ten, completely flipped. Now Illinois four and one, eight and three for the year number twelve. Yeah, Northwestern lost by fifteen to Iowa, and they lost by nineteen to Michigan. But that Michigan game wasn't even nineteen close. Yeah, it, uh, it was it ugly. Wasn't. And uh, Haslametrics doesn't like Northwestern, sixty seventh on Haslametrics. Illinois third behind Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, offensive efficiency: Northwestern fifty one, Illinois twelve. And defensive efficiency, Northwestern 109, Illinois 1. Illinois is number one? Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. They keep moving up the charts. I mean, they passed. They, I think, actually, I think they were number two overall last week. And then I think Baylor or Gonzaga passed them. Uh, so that's crazy. Whatever. Uh, field goal percentage versus the average opponent, which I think this is definitely different than the normal field goal percentage stat. But this is an average opponent. I don't know what they consider to be that. Maybe I'll ask them over there and yeah why don't you you get hold of your buddy over there uh northwestern 37 illinois 2 so illinois has the advantage metrically speaking if that's a word but northwestern you know metrically four emerging players in that starting five miller cop pete nance chase oddage and boo booey i don't know if it's oddage or whatever i'm just gonna go with it uh those four are really good and i think that chris collins has just done a great job uh, coaching a team with, you know, probably a bottom four roster overall in the Big Ten. Like, there's not – they have good players, but they're they're not that deep um, in terms of talent. I think they, Pete Nance was an announcer or something. That is a player named Pete Nance. Oh, okay. Larry Nance's son, I think. Okay. And then there's Larry Nance Jr. who's in the NBA. Yeah. But I remember he last year he – He's just not big enough to deal with Kofi. So 16 to right. 25 is not going to do it. I mean, Trevion Williams is what? Six, whatever, 250, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. True. I mean, I also, how is Stephen Bardo still calling Brandon Godden Brian on accident from time to time? <laughs> how is that still happening? They've been calling games for over a year together. And he's like, well, here's the thing, Brian, Brandon. <laughs> come on, man. You, you, got, you got to figure it out. I know they're not mm. together, but come on. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They were ranked as one of the bottom three teams coming into the season of the Big Ten. I did it too. Uh, I thought North, Northwestern, Nebraska. But it still might be there. I mean, the season's early. Yeah, it's, but I'm just they're saying. They're three and two now. They're going to soon be three and three. Nebraska you know? and Penn State are pretty bad. And Maryland's yeah, not very yeah. good either. Um, but they're number 50 in the net. So the net with a huge, like, I mean, I don't even – the net rankings are so damn confusing, so I can't wait to talk How about How many those. teams does Illinois have in the top 50? <clears throat> How many does the Big Ten have? You said Illinois. <laughs> yeah, you know what I meant. Yeah, they have 12 in the top 51 because Indiana's 51st. Okay. Everybody except for Michigan State and Nebraska, uh, which if you were to tell me in January the first <laughs> net rankings Michigan's- dropped and Michigan State's 119 – yeah, I think I would have bought that, but uh, Crazy. we'll get into all that later. Uh, Northwestern schedule, they have wins over Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Chicago State, who Illinois killed, uh, Quincy, Michigan State, Indiana, Ohio State are their wins. And what's crazy is that they beat, they gave up 66 points to Chicago State. How is that possible? How many I, did Illinois give up to them? I don't 20, know. 40? Sure. I mean, I think it was like 66 is 13. A lot. 
You give 48 points to a team named Quincy that's probably not even real. It's got to be Quincy out of like Quincy, Illinois, right? It like, just said Quincy and there was no logo. So they definitely weren't like a D1 program. No, it's got to be that the Juco Quincy over in Quincy, Illinois. It's only beat be. them by 52. I mean, you got to beat those guys by like uh, 90. Yeah, those key. Yeah. Uh, just they give up a lot of points. I mean, Pittsburgh, they gave up 71. Uh, they they gave up 65 to Michigan State. Michigan State was horrible that night, 67. To Indiana, See, and that's the thing is, like, I think everybody, everybody, you know, took into account, hey, they beat Michigan State. And now we're finding out that Michigan State's really not that good. What they beat Nebraska by seven? I mean, well, uh, it's kind of the Big Ten. Any given, any given night with the Big Ten. Michigan State's having a hard time getting one any given night these days. Nebraska has players. I mean, every team in the Big Ten has good players and players that are good enough to, you know, take over a game. Yeah, one night. have a night. Sure. Yeah, they, everyone's got those guys. <laughs> Illinois has like three of them, I would say. At least two. Yeah. Wait till Adam I'd Miller say, gets I'd say they have like eight or Adam nine. Miller, Adam Miller is going to take over the, the Big Ten in February. But uh, anyway. That's what I like to hear. Northwestern's projected lineup, which I never actually get these right because I look at their last game and who they started, and they always change it. Illinois is like the only Not team Illinois. in the country that has the same lineup every night. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, Chase Ottage, who is a 6'4 sophomore, averaging 12 points, three rebounds, two assists. Boo Booey, 6'2, 180, uh, 11 points, three rebounds, five assists, sophomore. Uh, Miller Cop, 6'7, 215, junior, averaging 14 points, two rebounds, one assist. Robbie Barron, 6'9, 215, sophomore, averaging seven, three, and one. And Pete Nance, 6'10, 225, junior, averaging 11, six, and one. So, you know, the size-wise, they're similar to uh, who uh, Minnesota, that they have a 6'2 guard who can score. I mean, yeah. I know Boo Booey is not Boo-Booey. Marcus Carr, but he's good. He's good, yeah. Now, I don't think – I think they're three bigs or whatever you want to call them. They're not going to stop Kofi. So, I think this is a Kofi game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. You're definitely going to have to get it, give it to Kofi and – and let him, you know, get his 15 to 20 points. And that's and, the thing. Know. Like, there's nobody, there's no bigs in the Big Ten that can be super physical and effective against Kofi. Because if, um, what's his face? Trevion Williams can't do it. I don't know who can. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, it. it and, you know, and that's the big thing about the Purdue game was Kofi played great defense against Trevion and didn't foul. And that's something that we, you know, we, we didn't know, you know, Kofi last year got in a lot of foul trouble. And this year he seems to be able, able to figure it out. Um, you know, he's playing a lot better straight-up defense, not leaving his feet against the big guys, which you can't do. I, you know, I understand him trying to jump up and, you know, try to block one from the guards trying to lay one over. But, you know, he's doing a good job playing defense on these guys. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting that they have a six nine guy um you know and a six ten guy uh when i was talking to my buddy uh troy he thinks that curbello should start and he would also start georgie this would be a game where you could probably start georgie it'll never um, happen but just with the size um yeah i i mean i don't think it will happen um but 
you know, Illinois is going to have to learn, you know, when they play teams like this to be able to play with both those guys in, um, they don't do it all that often. Um, but I honestly, I, I think that Hawkins should start sadly start taking a little bit of that time from Georgie and, you know, put Hawkins and Georgie in there and let, and let Georgie play the, play the five where he, he's, I feel I don't know why they keep saying he's that he's comfortable at a four because he doesn't look comfortable at a four. Yeah. Um, but you know, let him you know make those moves inside and do what Georgie does best. I think. But, yeah, I agree. I just I, I don't I'd be surprised if Underwood changes the lineup. Yeah, he's not going to change the lineup at this point. I mean, we've we've been talking about it every game, so I I don't think he's going to change it. I've just this would be a situation where it might might be beneficial but um i guess you put io on baron i mean who you put io on yeah i don't know he's your um biggest guy right that you're gonna have yeah then you gotta probably go uh frazier against boo booey yeah miller against one of the other two. yeah probably probably oddage and then probably Demonte against cop yep yeah uh, they just got to weather the early – they just got to play well defensively, and then they got to get a nice little league going. I mean, don't don't uh, don't start out sloppy, hopefully. I mean, last year when they played against this team on the road, they killed them, and Alan Griffin had a million points. So hopefully maybe Adam Miller has an Alan Griffin night. We'll there we see. go. That would be like good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Northwestern, unique challenge. I mean, they – they are clearly overachieving at three and two in the big 10. I think that's obvious, mm-hmm. but they have nine guys who played more than 10 minutes against Michigan. So they use a lot yeah. of players. Well, you um, look, you know, Iowa beat them by 15, Michigan beat them by 19, 40 or whatever it was. 19, um, but it was basically. So, so I think for Illinois to prove that they are, they are in that elite, you know, with those top three, you know, throw Rutgers in top four, Wisconsin top five. I, I feel like they're all kind of in there together, but to prove that I, I think that they need to win this game by a bunch. That would be good. That would be good. I, I would take a win if it's by one though. A win's a win's a win's a win. Especially in the big 10. That's right. We're not talking about the West coast. Like if Gonzaga <laughs> lost to San Francisco. So yeah. Which didn't you say Gonzaga was going to lose to San Francisco and they beat them? I did not. I said that didn't San Francisco give him a game last year. I do know a they guy did. that bet uh, San Francisco plus 19. What a terrible bet. I tell yeah. you what. Well, <laughs> it was the West Coast tournament last year. That's and I remember right. Gonzaga almost lost that game because Dickie V was on the calls, like one of the last games of the year mm-hmm. before everything changed. Yeah, Gonzaga won that game by 23. So. It was actually like a seven-point game at half, I think. But Gonzaga pulls away. All right, predictions for this game. What do you got? I got uh, Illinois. I'm tired of saying Illinois is going to score 80 and they score 60 or whatever it is. So I got 78-64 Illinois. And I'm going to say they score 88. There you go. Completely I hope flipped. they do. 88 I'm tired, tired of it, though. So I have them winning by 18. You have them winning by 14. Tired of over-predicting them. Yeah, Um I don't know how the hell uh, we're pretty good with margins in the yeah. big 10. We've been pretty good. I mean, we both had eight last time we nailed that, but we'll see. Uh, just when I would say should be the message right. from us. If the players are listening to this or watching right. this, just win. That's all you gotta do. All right. Around the big 10. 
12 Big Ten teams in the top 51. You have Illinois, four, Michigan, six, Iowa, seven. And I love that they put Michigan ahead of Iowa because Iowa fans are probably pissed, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, Michigan doesn't have as good of a resume in terms of who they played. They have a weak schedule, but they're undefeated, and they've been really impressive. They, Hunter Dickinson, you know, he hasn't had a huge challenge in terms of a matchup yet, and that'll come when they face – do they face Iowa at home? I'm assuming they do. Uh, I don't know. When they face the big dogs, we'll say. Michigan uh, Michigan does not go to Iowa, Illinois, or Rutgers. I do know that. But they play them, right? I don't know. Well, that's Miles Johnson, Luca. Garza. I would assume that they play them. Yeah, I don't so know those... how they. I don't know how they get around that, but yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, they play uh, March fourth. So yeah, so second we, to last game for that. Um, Wisconsin eleven, Rutgers seventeen, Ohio State twenty seven, Maryland thirty two, Penn State forty two, uh, Minnesota forty three, Purdue forty seven, Northwestern fifty, Indiana fifty one. How the hell is Maryland thirty second? I don't, I don't get that. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like, they had one good win, right? Yeah, they're six and five. And their record against the various quads. Maybe Wisconsin. That's about it. Yeah, they're one and five. Um, one and five against quad one. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Six, I guess. So. Their five losses being against quad one probably helps them since they have five quad one losses, one quad one win, and then five quad three wins. Or, yeah. yeah, six and five, yeah. So that's that. Uh, Illinois is what with quad wins? What are they? That's you, man. I have no, uh, you have it down at the bottom. One and Okay, one and three, four and oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you put notable games since last podcast. because I know I didn't do this. Yeah, no, I just put, you know, since the last That's podcast we had, you know, uh, updates on some games. Uh, Wisconsin beat Minnesota 71-59, so good win for Wisconsin there. Uh, after Minnesota was started off really hot after Illinois beat them. So uh, I really thought Minnesota would win that game, and then Wisconsin just kind of put them away. Um, Iowa – uh, beat Rutgers 77-75 in a great basketball game. Um, if you didn't get to watch it, uh, it, it was a heck of a game. Uh, kind of weird ending to it, but uh, still a good game overall. Michigan State finds their first Big Ten win against Nebraska, like I said, uh, 84-77. So um, Nebraska hanging around with Michigan State also. So uh, Minnesota then goes and beats uh, Ohio State by 17 and then uh, Michigan beats Northwestern, as we talked about, 85-66. And then Rutgers plays Michigan State tonight. So. That'll be a good game. I think that's 8 o'clock on ESPN2, I want to say. I can't yeah. watch it, unfortunately, because I'm busy, but it's a good game. It's a good game. What are you busy doing? What am I doing? I'm watching the U.S. versus Canada and the World Junior oh, Championships. Oh, hockey game. That's Gold right. medal game. Gold yep. medal game, yeah. I will be watching big time uh, all yeah. over that enjoy uh, the u.s is probably gonna get curb stomp but that's besides the point um <laughs> illinois has the most quad one slash quad two wins the big Ten with five they're five and three overall i think they're one and three in quad one and four and oh in quad two so not bad i mean i think you take that michigan has uh michigan's four and oh against quad one slash two iowa's three and two um and then other net rankings the two teams outside of the top 51 
in the Big Ten. Michigan State's 119, which is insane to me. I mean, they're not good. They shouldn't be in the top 25. I'm an idiot for putting them at 24 on my rankings. It's a weak move by me, Big Ten bias. You can call me out for it. I agree. Uh, and then Nebraska's 186. So, yeah, so the two teams that aren't in the top 51 aren't even close to the top 51. But it's going to yeah. take about a month for them to really figure out how to not make these rankings I mean, suck as much as they do right now. I mean, Michigan State beats Rutgers tonight, and they probably jump 60 spots, right? They'll probably be 40-ish <laughs> next week or whatever yeah. yeah it's it's bad i mean i can't even really start my bracketology which is a word we can use now i mean we're a couple months away from the tournament you can start to use that the b word uh, in college basketball which is bracketology and i can use that so it's going to take me a while to figure out how i'm going to really structure these seedings this year and hopefully the tournament doesn't get canceled so we're going to talk about the tournament now yeah yeah dan dan gavitt the big shot in NCAA basketball president or whatever he would like to set dates for the 2021 tournament sooner rather than later. And there's venues that have been picked three different cities and six different venues. I'm assuming most of the, I'm assuming probably the elite eight and the final four and all that will probably be mostly in Indianapolis. Uh, you have Baker's mm-hmm. life field house, which is, I guess where ball state plays. Apparently. That's where the uh, big 10 tournament is. Yeah. Lucas Oil, which when is definitely – Lucas Oil is absolutely going to be where the Final Four Final championship four. is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's where the Horizon League plays their tournament, I guess. Uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse, which is where a terrible Butler team plays. Wow. Uh, they're not good this year. Indiana Farmers Coliseum, where IUPUI, which is Indiana something, something. <laughs> University, Purdue University at – Indianapolis, I believe, I, is I what it is. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Bloomington Assembly Hall, and then Mackey Arena, West Lafayette. So Indiana, Purdue. I'm assuming those will be like playing games or whatever, or first mm-hmm. round. I can't freaking wait for this. I mean, oh, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm ready for us to start in about a month and a half. Countdown to March Madness, where we actually have a March Madness that's going to happen. Happen, <laughs> right? Unless we run into issues of. Uh, covid stuff which the ncaa like posted at midnight and said of the new year and said there will be a tournament this year there's going to be a tournament but i just don't want to run into issues with that right i think they got to like bring all the players in for like 10 days yeah they're not they're not calling it a bubble right they're calling it a contained plane yeah which they they can pull it off but i think they need to Bring in the players for like seven days at least, yeah, and make sure they test negative before they can actually go. Sure, like what the other leagues did with the bubbles is everyone was testing negative so they could go, and then when you get there, it's like you know pretty contained. But anyway, he also said uh, the names of the four regions have not been determined. Who cares about that? I just want to have a tournament, but you know, some people might be interested. He says no games will be played on back-to-back days. That has been given no consideration. Bracket is announced on March 15th. The tournament will be concluded on April 5th. What does that even mean? No games on back to what? what? Like players, like, so they'll have a day off like they do in the, like they do anyways. Like we're still going to have Thursday, Friday, right? We need that. I would assume. We better yeah. have that. This is like a normal date. I mean, 315 to 4 5 is like pretty standard, right? Right. Uh, He said they will have contingency plans in place. Once you start the tournament, it's very difficult to stop it if a tier one member tests positive. So I would feel bad to not be a tier one member. You must be not cool. 
not tier <laughs> one, but uh, he said there hasn't been anything specific yet, but the plan is to have 68 teams um, of 37 at-large at large bids since the Ivy League is not playing, which the Ivy League, oh, they're smarter than everybody, huh? What a joke. Um, the Whether media will be, who the hell cares about this, but I'll say it because it's the last quote, uh, on whether the media will be at the tournament aside from the broadcast crews. This is yet to be determined. Thank you for that. Well, uh, so so that means that it, fans ha- are yet to be determined also. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're going to be in a different spot with this the, in what March. What if you have a vaccine? What if you have the vaccine? Can you go? I don't know. They also have the whole thing like how can you prove that you got it? Carry like, your card around. Should people be willing Which... to to give them access to their medical records for this? I mean, that's a little extreme. I don't want to get into that. It's Anyways. a mess, <laughs> is what it is. Um, but like, I think in March we'll be on the road to real recovery here. I think the I actually think that March Madness is going to hit at a perfect time because it's going to start to warm up in a lot of places. I hope so, yeah, and we should just roll right through it. Hopefully, we do because I do miss the days of sitting on a chair for twelve hours watching. A million games. It was good days, good days. But you know, countdown on March Madness is coming probably in like a six weeks, five weeks. Last year we started on February seventeenth. Little did we know the tournament would not happen. We did. Uh, let me. I had this pulled up. We did like five episodes. Really. The first one, new AP poll, top sixteen committee rankings had come out on in February. Yeah, we did uh, one, mm-hmm. two, three, four four of them and uh they were each super long the first one was an hour 40 so yeah um <laughs> that's good how about the fact that back gonzaga, in the good old days gonzaga's 10 and 0 and 5 and 0 neutral site like they have no true road games yet really yeah that's which crazy. is weird but whatever um crazy. they're also 4 and 0 in quad one and they're not only 4 and 0 they dominated those quad one teams yeah I mean, not even close. So let me ask you this. Do you agree with the top five in the net? Baylor or Gonzaga, Baylor, Tennessee, Illinois, Michigan. Yeah, I think so. I don't have a problem with them. What I don't agree with is Houston ahead of Iowa. Are you serious? I think, yeah, I'm surprised with that. Houston lost to Tulsa. Yeah, I don't understand how this stuff works. Well, the fact that they did it, when, like, you look at a team like, uh, let's see, what's a good example? Um, Syracuse is 24th. They've played seven games. Yeah. That's, like, nothing. Like, St. Louis and Missouri have played eight. Most of the teams in the top 30 aren't teams that have played more than 10 games. Like, Penn State being 39th at three and four. What? what? Okay, so Colgate. Colgate went from 16 to 46. So that's been changed. They've already dropped. In Northwestern moved back to 55. So I did these notes Is like this a updated? day ago. Yeah, I did these notes like a day Gonzaga, ago. Gonzaga, Baylor, games. Tennessee, Illinois. They have Michigan five now. Yeah, Colgate went from 16 to 46. Colgate was 16th in the original rankings at one and one. So they must have done some adjustment because they haven't played a game since, but they moved them back 30 spots. Uh, so if you're a Colgate alum, you must be pissed. there you go uh let's see i already did the venues thing i guess it's time for the transfer news unless we have something else the big news let's hear it so uh this player 
recently took a leave of absence or left his team for personal reasons that at West Virginia, mm-hmm. Oscar mm-hmm. Shubway has entered the transfer portal. He was a five-star in 2019, 6'9 center, uh, 260 pounds. He's from Congo. He averaged 11 points and 10 rebounds last year. He averaged eight points and eight rebounds this year and then stepped away from the program. He's entered the transfer portal. He had an offer and a visit to Illinois in 2018. So maybe he should uh, come on down. Just saying, if he wants to distance himself from the Big 12, doesn't want to go to Kansas. I know Kansas was another one of his teams, but. What happened? I don't know. I thought that he would come back there eventually but entering the transfer portal like three days after leaving is was he not getting like enough playing time i saw that his numbers were down a little bit his points were down three and his rebounds were down two i don't know how many games he actually played but um did you see the west virginia game last night no i did not they were getting basketball they were losing by like 20 to oklahoma state with like 13 minutes left and they won the game so Oklahoma State, a team oh, really? that I had in the top 30, I like them a lot because they have the number one freshman in the country probably, and uh, they choked. So West Virginia, I mean, they still have a good team, but mm-hmm. this would be, you know, not only is he a good player and a five-star and a guy you could probably make, I mean, he would automatically, if Kofi's gone, would be the center. Body Illinois needs, yeah. He's, he's only 6'9", yeah. which isn't even that much of a knock, 100%. but he's 260, so – yeah, you know, um, this would be huh. tremendous, especially if they lose Kofi. But uh, he would automatically be playing a lot of minutes if he came to Illinois. And like he, he's automatically he automatically gets a buy, right? Like he's in. He should in it to win it. The thing is, it's it's going to be hinging on does Kofi leave, right? Which Kofi is going to if he keeps playing like this? Why would he leave? Yeah, he's absolutely going to leave. I agree. Of course, we thought the same about IO. Might have another pandemic this year, so watch out. There's like a million strains of this thing, so you never, he never played more than 29 minutes a game this year. And he only played 13 against North Texas. His name is Shubway, which I mean, you got to get that in here. Definitely. Shuby. Shuby. Okay. Cool. So yeah, five star. Right, already news. gone. I can't believe you. Two years. Did you like. You message him on the Twitters. Is that how you figure that out, or I just I know a lot of things. You know, it's kind of how it kind of how it goes. Um, true, I probably true. got the scoop before Rothstein did. Yeah, obviously, you probably gave it to Rothstein. I mean, I could have. Um, so another thing is that Penn State and Ohio State's game tomorrow has been postponed. So something's going on with Penn State. I don't know. Yeah, Penn State being shady—that's a surprise. Yeah, what are they doing? I said a couple podcasts ago that uh, they shouldn't be in the Big Ten. Yeah, kick so, them out. Where Can't is this? I don't even control. think Rothstein tweeted it. I guess I'm I'm number one on this sucker. I saw two four seven put it out. But that's all I saw. Yeah, but I was before them, obviously. Well, obviously. Oh my goodness! End of the show. Yeah, it is almost the end of the show. Yes. This is a good tweet I got to read. This is a good tweet. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, 
replies to the tweet about him transferring. Mm-hmm. Hope he is leaving for family issues. Would be really stupid to leave when he's perfect for West Virginia because some family member gave him really bad advice. Someone said, imagine hoping someone has family issues. <laughs> Woo, a lot of Arizona wants him. Georgetown wants him. These are fans saying it. Kentucky, Miami. Doesn't seem like anyone from Illinois, like the fans are usually wanting people, don't see any replies. So I'll just say this. Don't get your hopes up. He's probably mm-hmm. going to go to Kentucky. <laughs> Yo, have fun with Memphis. that. Probably go to Memphis. <clears throat> he goes to Memphis. Michigan. I'm going to have some, some issues if he goes to Memphis. Memphis or Michigan. So. All right, well. Yeah. I guess that wraps up episode 42. I guess we'll be back for 43 on Friday or Saturday. We might be doing a watch party Sunday night for the Maryland game. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't We'll keep get you canceled. updated. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled, the game and the watch party. Both are important. And the game Thursday, you got to get that one in too. Jeez. But uh, Hopefully nobody gets sick. Jeez. I would, I would tend to agree no, with that. No respect. I think people are starving for the watch parties. Actually, I've been getting some DMs on the Twitter. You should have had one by yourself. They could have watched you eat pizza in silence the other day. It wouldn't have been good for people. It, it wouldn't, have been, <laughs> wouldn't have been good enough content. Really waste of time and content. Yeah, we wouldn't, wouldn't want to you know, drop our content pool down. So right, 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 right. We uh we may or may not have a new newer look or format for the next podcast because we might be leaving True. the Zoom game. Ethan might not lag next podcast too. So that'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, I'm just gonna change mics for the next podcast. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but uh, all right. Episode 43 coming later this week. Hopefully only beats Northwestern and as always I don't even say as always so what am I doing? Uh we'll see you next 43 we'll be halfway to 86. Go Lana.